This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be listening to the conclusion of a very important sermon delivered by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, as part of the Heavenly Authority series. Pastor has taken a break from the Old Testament background study to try and answer the questions, why is there burnout among so many pastors and their families, and just what is wrong with the church today? And he has been preaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, which says, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. Here now is Pastor Greg. And we're placing people in positions of the clergy who shouldn't even be there because probably someone that should be there feels, oh, I can't. Not me. When we talked about Saul last week, I can't do that. Not me. And so a lot of the good people, I say good in quotes, that could be responsible and not take money and not run off with the church secretary that should be in the position don't go into that position because they're not baptized. They may be baptized in the Spirit, but they haven't let the Spirit baptize them into the body. Baptisms, the third part of that. You know, everything was three with the Lord, right? We know about the baptism in water. We know about the baptism of the Spirit. I'm speaking about baptism into the body by the Spirit. They haven't let themselves be baptized into the body. And so people maybe who shouldn't be in those positions wind up in there by just a lack of numbers. Scripturally, it all has to work together in unison. The body, how natural it works, you know, you don't think about your body, it just works together, the thought processes, the cells, all part of the body. That's how the church should work. Now, we have to ask ourselves the question, have we let the Holy Spirit baptize us into the body? What is the blueprint he's shown us for our lives? What are we supposed to do? What's the role? How are we supposed to interact with our families, with our children, with our parents, with our community, with our workplace, with our church. What are we supposed to do? What's the role for us? We don't want to be like those that Paul said in Philippians 2, 21, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. They want their own things. We have to seek what the Holy Spirit wants for us. And maybe we've done that. Maybe we're part of the burnout because maybe we're doing too much. You know, you can't be God. God is God. What the Spirit has for you, you have to do. You can't do less, and you should never try to assume to do more just because someone else is not doing it. There's only so much you can carry. So maybe you're on the other side of it. Maybe you're part of the burnout. And then what we should do is say, Lord, make it clear to me that I'm doing the right things. Give me the strength to do it. Give me the wisdom, Lord, when even if everyone wants me to do this, this, and this, you can't. And what the answer should be, how do you fill up those holes then? If you have people who are dedicated to the Lord's work and there are big gaping holes, what do you do? Well, Jesus told us what to do. In Matthew chapter 9 and verse 37, he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are few laborers, there are few people who have been baptized into that body of Christ. 
He said, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He said it again when he sent out the 72 by two. He said in Luke chapter 10, in verse one, he sent them out two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. He's sending them out. Shouldn't that be enough? 72 by two? Yeah, well, there was more than just the towns of Israel. There was the whole empire. There was the whole civilized world. There was the whole globe, civilized and uncivilized. Seventy can't do that. So he tells them, pray. Pray. If you see a big gaping hole, the path of modern churches is to place it all back on the ministry and say, well, now you got to do more. The Lord's way is you pray. The faith of the Lord is pray. Fill it in, Lord. Send the harvesters. Send them in. Bring them in. Make that body work like a well-oiled machine, like a well-whole body. Don't take half of it and, and overburden it. Let everyone be the member they're supposed to be. Let them know the baptism into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. How many churches, we've seen it, where people are raising their hands up, praising the Lord, and they go out and they live like the devil all week long. Well, they felt the Holy Spirit, but they know nothing of being baptized in the body of Jesus Christ, how God wants them to bring up their children, how God wants them to treat their relatives, how God wants them to treat their communities, what place he has in ministry, the gifts he's given them, what they're supposed to use it for. The Spirit desires to baptize us into the body of Jesus Christ. And we need to know what we have to do. We should encourage each person to do exactly what the Lord has for them, not more, not less. And then pray, Lord, bring him in. Bring him in, fill that body up. You know, like you're doing a, a you know, a kid fills up a picture and colors it in. Fill it in. Make that a whole body. What's missing, Lord, we pray for what's missing. Bring it in. That's the New Testament template for the church. An anointed body is supposed to be the Lord Jesus Christ, his body on earth. Pray for the Lord to close the gaps that that body becomes a living body because each part is needed that Jesus is glorified. Look back quickly as we close in Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to reread. Uh, verse 7, but to each one of us, grace was given. To each one. To each one. If you're listening to this message, can you say, I have been given the grace of God for service, and I know what the Lord wants me to do. What role I have in my family, in my community, in my church, in his body, to be that part of his body that he has destined me to be. To each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. And he who descended is also the one who ascended, ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. That's the goal, that Jesus fills all things. He fills you. You've accepted him as Savior. Then let him fill you and take control 
and place you where you're supposed to be. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all, we all, each one, come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. That's what you're looking for in the last days. The perfect bride, the perfect man, the perfect body of Jesus Christ. That's what will happen in the last days. We haven't seen it yet. To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should not, look at verse 14. Verse 14 describes what's wrong with the church. That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. How many times that happened in churches, deceitful plotting? Strange teachings come in, and they're not concerned about what they're supposed to be in Christ Jesus. But he says in verse 15, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part, what? Does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love, the building of itself in love. You know, you see a lot of rapid growing many times in the church. I think of a ministry years ago, the Lord anointed the man. So many people were saved in that ministry. We were greatly impacted by that ministry. And when he went astray, the fall was greater than the rise. It's very easy to have a quick up. You know, what is the place to be? Christians are great for fads. What is the church to be in today? What is the teaching we're into today? Right. We're talking about here maturity, a body growing that becomes like Jesus Christ, where every part does its share. And when the church learns about the baptism into the body by the Spirit, and you start having children playing church, but mature people assuming their position in, in the Lord, you're not going to have pastor burnout. You're going to have a mature perfect body that moves as the Lord Jesus Christ directs, each doing its share. Every part doing its share causes growth, a growth that's not going to change. It won't fall away when the Antichrist comes on the scene or the spirit of Antichrist comes on the scene. Do you know how many of those situations where people run up and they like the music and they just loved the song and they felt kind of warm and they accepted Jesus Christ and they like feeling the spirit. You know when the spirit of Antichrist comes upon the globe, how fast like the sun comes out and beats down and there's no root? Those people are going to run and say, not me, I'm not one of those Christians. But when it's built up the right way, it causes growth, a growth that's not going to change and nothing's going to tear it down. That growth goes on to eternity. The unity of the faith, the perfect man, every part does its share. Lord Jesus, we just pray that you would bring a maturity upon your body, Lord God, that you would heal your pastors and their families and make it clearly understood, Lord, among your body that it's not just one man or a group of men or an elder board. Lord Jesus, each one of us if we are called by your name, each one has a place 
has a plan, has a blueprint. Lord, baptize us in your spirit. Gift us, not for selfish reasons, Lord, but that we might then be baptized into your body, that each one of your people on this earth would walk and do that which you have for him and her, that your body would be filled in, that your body would grow in completeness and maturity, that everyone would do the part that they're called to do. Father God, that your church would be powerful and not weak, that your church would be alive and not dead. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. God's Word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's spelled S H E A R hyphen J A S H U B. Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut 06405. And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area, come worship the Lord with us. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shear Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. <laughs>